If you have returned to work or life as usual, please stay safe, healthy, and aware of your surroundings. To those who are still at home, take this time to continue learning and growing. I love you, I support you, and I'm praying that you're okay. Welcome to the Boss Babe Life Hacks Podcast. I'm Farah Lawless. I'm a speaker, writer, and serial entrepreneur. My passion is seeing women succeed in all areas of their life. And that's what I'm here to do with you today. On this podcast, I share stories of my own success, as well as interview women from all over the world who are making their mark in business. These women are CEOs, founders, mompreneurs, and globetrotters who are sharing their secrets with you. Take note as we dive in to some essential life hacks that will help you on your way to the top. You go, girl. Hey, what's up? Thanks for tuning in to Boss Babe Life Hacks, the podcast. I'm your host, Farrah Lawless. I have someone amazing joining me today um, to talk about all of the amazing things that she does. She is um, the, the creator, the founder, the CEO of Shameless Magazine. Um, she has started her own mental health ministry to bring change, to bring awareness, and to bring understanding to different situations. And she's a graphic designer who owns her own graphic design business. And uh, we're going to get into all of this today. And I'm so excited. I just, I can't wait to pick her brain and just ask her everything that has come to my mind about her. But without further ado, I would love to introduce you to Miss Nani Welbeck. Hey, Nani. Hey, you look good, girl. You're glowing. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you. Um, from the moment I met you, I just wanted to like know everything about you because your personality is just so radiant. Um, you are so outspoken and you're not ashamed, which hence the name of your magazine, but you're not ashamed just to be who you are and just to share that love and that inspiration. So I'm really excited. Um, but before we get into all of your businesses and everything that you do, I want you to take a moment and just tell us a little bit about you and your story and kind of how you got to the place that you are now as an entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for having me. I love you as well. You are a boss girl, baby, <laughs> husband, doing it all. <laughs> I admire you as well. So this is an thank honor you. for me. Um, oh gosh. So it's funny because I have always had an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit I remember being really young and always wanting to sell stuff I always wanted to sell stuff I mean I did lemonade stands well and then I did kool-aid stands I did yard sales we didn't have a yard but I would do yard sales we had apartments (laughs) Um, I did bake sales I hustled all the time and I always my very first successful entrepreneurial venture was from I had a, a neighbor who bought her daughter a hamster she was my best friend at the time and I wanted one too but I didn't have any money Girl, I sold so many cups of Kool-Aid infused lemonade that I raised the money and got myself a hamster because I wanted it. My mom was like, we don't have the money. And I, you know, we made it work. Um, But I definitely, um, I've just always loved, you know, being able to hustle. And I used to make $50 a day selling 50 cent suckers at my school. And I would, you know, try and come up with different sales, perks, whatever it was, I was always selling stuff. And so when I got pregnant um, in high school, I had a, um, the funny thing is I, I applied to hundreds of jobs. I mean, everything. I got pregnant and this trigger happened. Like I need to make money. You know, he wasn't due for seven, eight months down the line, but for some reason I was like, I need to have money coming in. 
and not a thing. I didn't get a single call back. I didn't get an interview. I didn't get an email. I didn't get anything from, I mean, when I say hundreds of applications, I swept the city trying to find places. And I instantly realized like, oh my God, I have to create an opportunity because there are none. And this little kid, he needs me, you know? And, um, I had, after my childhood, I hadn't really needed the entrepreneur thing too much. You know, you're in high school, you're just doing your thing. You don't really need to make money like that at times. We, you know, we're all broke. We've been going nowhere. Um, but that second nature kicked in, you know, as I was leaving out high school and it kind of became a hustle. So I started a graphic design business and it started with, you know, churches and, um, um, nonprofits. Those were my first two clients, churches and nonprofits. And then from there, it's really grown. And I've just been, you know, I used to walk around and just pass my business card to everybody, all the businesses, whatever it was. Um, I would, if I didn't have clients, I would pretend I had clients and I would make up, you know, just working on my craft and my skills and things like that to keep myself ready for when they would come. So that's where, basically where I'm at, <laughs> how I got wow. here. Wow. That's incredible. Um, so, reading through your bio and your your about me I was really really intrigued um because you talk about how you struggled with overcoming different things panic attacks mental breakdowns nightmares and so many other things and that kind of thrusted you into starting your ministry process promise progress um can you talk to us a little bit about that yes so unfortunately um Unfortunately, I did have to deal with anxiety and depression. And I didn't know what it was. This was 2011. I had just had my son. And I, like, I didn't know about, first of all, I didn't know about postpartum depression as a mom, right? All, all I know is I'm only, I'm only at the time I, uh, 18. And they're not talking about it. They're just telling me, if you feel like hurting yourself or your child, call 911. And they're saying that over and over and over. And I'm like, why are they saying this over and over? And then I started going through heavy postpartum depression after my son started thinking about hurting myself, you know, and these things, it started to get worse because after nine days of having him nine days of laying on that, you know, delivery table, I started my first day of college and I wanted to go in because I didn't want people to, to, you know, when you're a mom, I always tell people the bar set so low, you wake up and people are like, <laughs> you're doing the best you can. I didn't like that you know and I was like y'all not gonna set the bar for me that low I'm going to college full-time and so I was trying to go to college full-time his dad um wasn't really doing much and he was also cheating and stressing me out and so I had let him go but it was just and I think he had my son had colic so I'm getting 45 minutes of sleep a night for weeks you know up with him all night trying to be full-time student all of this happened and then I don't know I like to think of when this stuff starts to happen, anxiety, depression, I like to think of that's the time in your life where God is calling you to heal. Mm. You know, I wasn't like this as a child. This wasn't, you know, and my mother, if she was dealing with depression, she did a really good job of hiding it. You know, we didn't, I didn't see stuff like that. And so because back in 2011, we weren't talking about stuff like this. It wasn't mental health awareness. And, you know, people weren't openly talking about their therapist. We right. just, it just wasn't a thing. I told one person, I told this pastor who I thought was a close person who ended up not being that person, but I told her in confidence and she laughed in my face. I told her, I feel like I'm going to kill myself. And she laughed in my face and she was like, that's just the devil. Let's pray about it. Hmm. And so after we prayed, I made my a decision tonight to go kill myself that same night after I immediately on the way home from her house, after praying, I was like, I'm done. Um, 
obviously I didn't, I didn't do it, but I had come close. What happened was I was trying to, um, I was going to ram my car into an 18 wheeler next to me in the next lane. And, um, my hands froze. I don't know what happened. I promise you, I feel like the Holy Spirit took over because I couldn't, all I needed was a few inches of just turning the wheel this way and they froze. And then right then the freeway um, ended and I got off and pulled over and was just crying and crying. And I was like, what is going on? You know, these types of things. And so um, it got worse and worse as I got to an adult state because I never got help. I never took pills. I never got counseling therapy. I never talked about it with anyone. I just did my best to fight it off myself, you know? Um, and then it got really bad when more things started piling up in my life. Um, I got married and then six months into our marriage, my husband's little brother and sister move in with us because of some family drama. So now I'm taking care of three kids. Two of them are not mine. They, they're, one's nine years old, one's 14, 15 years old. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm trying to work this job that I hated um, trying to take care of them. And then my best friend, my sister gets in a terrible car accident and, and almost dies. And she's out in a coma for months. She's got tubes in her head and I'm still battling depression and suicide. I'm still, of course, and then you have marriage problems, just natural stuff that happens too. Mm -hmm. There was a lot that happened. Literally, we were six weeks into our marriage wow. and things just hit the fan hard. And I was like, I'm not going to make this. I'm not going to hang. So then another attempt of um, suicide came um after about a year into our marriage because I was like I'm trying I this things keep getting worse and the only person that knew me my sister the one that got in the car accident my best friend lost her memory and she doesn't even she didn't know me she didn't know herself and I thought you've got to be kidding me the only person that I would say knows me forgot who I was wow it was yes and her and so Again, I tried to do the suicide attempt. And then my, the crazy thing is my husband found me. I had blocked his number and I turned off my notifications and I had told him like, I'm done. I left mm -hmm. and I drove away and I was looking for something to smash my car into. Um, and I was kind of in the process of saying my goodbyes, you know, praying, telling God, you know, um, I'm, I, it's not you. I love you. I need you to know if I go to hell, even if I go to hell, which is what we all say, right? You kill yourself, you go to hell. If I go to hell, I need you to know that I loved you even, and even on my way there. You know, I don't blame you for this. I just can't take this pain anymore. It's not, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not ungrateful of my blessings, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so painful to wake up in attack mode, to be asleep and have nightmares. To, I mean, your mind is always attacked 24-7. Um, and at that moment where I'm getting ready to ram my car into this, this, this big old huge truck thing, out of nowhere, my husband pulls up. I don't know how he found me. Like I said, I did not give drop breadcrumbs for him. I blocked his phone number. I did not want him finding me. It was two o'clock in the morning. He pulled up, pulled the keys out of my car and just started crying. We were just weeping in the middle of the street. And I just was like, I need help. I'm, you know, it's this big thing. And I was just tired of it and stressed out and all these things. And so the next day after that, um, God kind of started teaching me how to walk out of it and heal. Mm -hmm. And I was determined to not use medication. Not that it's a bad thing or that people shouldn't be on it, but I just was like, no, I really, I truly believe that God, if the Bible says he is healed, but we are healed by his stripes. Yeah. 
it doesn't say by his stripes and medication. And of course, he heals in many different ways. So this isn't to knock people who are down that road at all. Um, my suicide coach who caught me out of it actually was someone who had been on pills for years and then she just got delivered. So, you know, I'm not knocking those people, but I'm saying for me, I took God directly. I took his word raw. And I was like, this is what you say. I'm going to die trying to believe you. If I, if I don't make it out of my own mind and I end up killing myself, know that I died trying, but I refuse to live a life with this much pain. I can't live with kind of sometimes. I can't live with a cripple and be like, well, I'm good most days. I need to be healed or I'm out of here. And so he took me on this journey of healing from it all. And um, after I healed, it felt so good. I said, Lord, if you don't let me teach people how to heal, if you don't let me go back for others, then this whole thing was in vain. I don't care about my healing. I have to go back and help people because wow. when I hear people talk about depression, anxiety, my heart breaks because I know. Mm -hmm. And so we started Promise Process Progress, which was the three steps that I had to go through when it came to my healing promise. I had to believe that there was healing first. I had to stand on something or else there was going to be no belief and faith and action. Process was the process of him. I did go to counseling and therapy. I did talk to people. I did all the things that are external, like, you know, drinking more water, working out, changing your environment of course those cosmetic changes i did as well i attacked it from every area i was not playing you know <laughs> i gotta eat more fruit fine i'm not gonna give me some apples like yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> whatever it took listen to better music fine i'm turning off the crap what i watch what i watch on tv cool like i attacked it from every area and um a lot of healing i had to do so that was the process and then the progress was it's been almost two years i have not had a single panic attack i have not had a mental breakdown yes i have not had yeah. depressive I have not had a um, thing where I was throwing up out of being triggered. I have not had a thing where I've not screamed and cussed at my husband. And like I said, it's almost two years. We haven't had an argument that bad ever. I used to get bad like that often because I would take it out on him. Hadn't had that in almost two years. Um, and when the nightmare, every now and then a nightmare will come because, you know, the enemy's an idiot regardless, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, that's defeated. Any thoughts that come are knocked down with the word. Like, I mean, that was a transformation of mind. And so that's the that's the that's the ministry side of all this wow i want to cry <laughs> i have chills hearing your story oh my gosh that is incredible god is so good i'm so excited on your behalf <laughs> um, so i want to talk a little bit about um your magazine shameless and, um, which is a god-led outlet that is on a mission to advance the kingdom um i am actually a personal fan um Yay! total supporter of the magazine but talk to us about where the idea started from um and where you got the name from like i want to know everything about shameless now like let's go there. Uh, shameless my baby <laughs> <laughs> my saving grace for a lot of things i started so shameless was shameless has been here for about six years now i started it six years ago um i've only had one time in my life where a prophet spoke to me i've never i don't that's just something i don't be dealing with really Yes, only one time a prophet actually spoke to me and was accurate. Um, and he spoke to me in a season where I was not saved. I, it was my first day of going back to church, actually, in my adult life. My son was a few months old, and I had gone with a friend, and he called me out at Bible study. And I was born and raised Catholic, right? So I'm at a Christian church. We don't know nothing about prophet and da 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 he'll lay hands, and you're going, whatever. And so he calls me out, and he's like, you know, your spirit's been calling me. And I'm like, okay, creepo. Like, this is embarrassing. Why are you talking to me? All these people staring at me. It's my first day back at church. I got to deal with this. 
But he calls out, he says something about a magazine. Oh, something about a magazine, a magazine, a magazine. And I'm like, okay, move it, you know, move along. Thank you. Noted, you know? <laughs> and so eventually, that's, that's the word. I, I just, eh, whatever. Eventually I get saved, start talking to God, whatever. And I remember, um, I remember building my craft and working on my design skills. And people were coming up. My, my, one of my best friends, Ashley, she does hair and makeup. She's the hairstylist for the magazine. She goes, um, I want you, can you design a portfolio? I want to do a portfolio, like a lookbook for myself. Because she's a hair and makeup artist. And she has hundreds of clients. So she, her repertoire was there. And I was like, why are we doing a lookbook? Let's do a magazine. And she goes, can we? I said, girl, I'm a designer. We could do anything. So I built her a magazine. She fell in love with it. And then the next year, she wanted another one. We called it Soigne. She started doing anniversary parties for the magazine. Then another client heard and was like, you do magazines? I want to do one. Did one for her. Another person. You do magazines? Did one for her. Finally, I said, I want to, as I was building these things out and working on my craft and pushing myself with their, their magazines, I said, I want to do one for me. Um, and so I went to sleep and I said, Lord, um, I want to do a, a, a magazine and I don't know what it's going to be on. I want it to be on my home, San Bernardino, where I'm born and raised. I said, I want it to be on my city, but you decide. And I went to sleep. And the next morning I opened my eyes and I, holy, I heard the Holy Spirit say, you're going to do a spiritual magazine. Wow. And I was like, that's way better than my idea. <laughs> All right. He said, somebody else is going to do it on San Bernardino. You do that one. So I was wow. like, okay. So yeah. for five years, uh, it was, I was building it, interviewing people, studying, you know, looking at magazines, online magazines, what's, what's going on in that industry. Um, what do kind of magazines have to have? Health table of contents, the sections, the cover. What about ads? You know, really, really dissecting the magazine industry and the language of what it is. Mm-hmm. And then he told me that Good was going to be on the cover. And I'm like, oh, did I hear you? Because I don't know <laughs> And I don't like celebrities. I never, I don't want to do, I don't want anything to do with Hollywood. I don't care about famous, whatever. I'm just not that person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and who am I? I'm a nobody from San Bernardino. San Bernardino is one of the most dangerous cities in America. I am not, like, nobody's going to talk to me. I live at home with my mom. I'm a single mom still in college. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm disqualifying myself. Right. And, um. He says, Megan Good's going to be on the cover. So I Googled her and I was like, okay, Megan Good. Why Megan Good? She's an actor. All I knew was that she was an actress. Mm-hmm. I watched every, I don't know why, but I watched every single interview that girl had ever done since she was a child. And one thing, there was a common string in all her interviews. And that was that no matter what stage she was at, no matter what the interview was for, she was always talking about her Bible, hmm. always talking about her Bible in all areas. Wow. Uh, oh yeah, Megan. So how's the movie? Go, 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 go. What do you, you know? So what's on your nightstand? Trying to be sexy, right? And she's like, "Oh my right. Bible." And I'm like, "Yeah, you better go." <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> but so I finally, um, I God called me to move to Hollywood, and I was like, "Oh hell!" Like I don't want to live out there. <laughs> There's roaches out there. It's fake out there. You know, I'm not with the celebrities. I'm everybody getting booty implants and face lips, <laughs> whatever. I don't want that. He tells me I have 30 days to move out here. So I move out here. And I'm like, okay, the whole magazine was done, but the cover, that was the missing piece. And so I don't get to launch anything. I don't get to release anything until that cover is making good. Because if he said that's who's on the cover, nothing can happen. That happens, right? So I went through a state of sadness and I was like, dang, like, I don't, a year went by of me finishing it on my end and there was no and I was like I just let it die in my head I was like it made me sad looking at it, it would sit on my computer I'm like well he said she's supposed to be on the cover I haven't even met her am I supposed to reach out to her team like well how am I supposed to do this 
And so my husband, turns out my, my husband, we were dating at the time. My boyfriend was really good friends with her husband. That was like his brother in Christ. Yeah. So he's like, and I didn't tell him who was supposed to be on the cover because I didn't want people to think I was using him and, you know, whatever. And so eventually I tell him and he's like, oh, good. that's my sister. I can help you up. You know, let me, I can talk to her. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, not you. But why? I said, it just, I don't want people to think that I'm using you for your connections. I don't know how things work in the city, but I'd rather just see what the Holy Spirit says. Okay. He's like, okay. Then we go to a, um, Devon's preaching at Oasis Church. He's doing three services back to back to back, which means you're there forever. And so, uh, you know, he asked Kevin, you know, can you come and just help me out? And, you know, Kevin's good for things like that. And so he, he says, Nine, do you want to go? He's like, yep. So I go get the word. Um, and on the second service, Megan shows up and they go in the green room. And so, uh, you know, they're in the green room and Kevin, my husband goes, um, do you want to meet Megan right now? And I was like, sure. And the Holy Spirit said, do not ask her to be in the magazine. She's going to ask you about it. And I was like, how is she going to ask me about it? She doesn't even know about it, right? So uh, we go up there and we, you know, hi, Megan, nice to meet you. She goes, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a graphic designer. She goes, really? So yeah, I've been, I've been doing graphic design for years. And Kevin says, and she has a magazine. <laughs> this, girl, this girl turns out, she looks right at me in my eyes and says, what kind of magazine is it? And I was like, oh, <laughs> and so I'm telling her the mission behind it. And she starts crying yeah. and it blew me away that she was crying. And she goes, I said, so, <laughs> um, I was wondering if it would be possible if you'd be interested in being a part of it. I'm looking for, to do an interview and a photo shoot. And she goes, absolutely. And I was like, ah, oh. right. Yes. And I was like, oh, so she gives me her cell phone number and she's like, you know, let's connect. And I'm just blown away. I'm like, God, that yes, when God says something is going to happen, that yes is waiting for you at that moment, girl. Cause she didn't have to, she gets asked to do stuff all the, you know, and we had just met and she, and the fact that when I talked about the magazine, it, it touched her heart. God had prepared her heart for my seed to be sown. A year after she said yes, I'm excited. And I'm like, oh my God, oh, I got to get my ish together. Okay. A year went by wow. and nothing happened. No shoot, no interview. And I'm like, oh my God, I ruined it. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she's just busy because she booked a whole bunch of stuff. So she's filming, you know, going around, she's doing things. But I'm like, oh my God, like another year. And finally, I texted, I'm like, can we make this happen? She's like, yes, pick a day. And I was like, what, what's your day? We'll figure it out. What is your day? I'll take off work. Everybody take off everything. When are you available? So <laughs> I said, I called my photographers, my stylist, my hairstylist, my um, cameraman. I said, all of you, this is our day. If you can't make it, you can't be a part of it because we are not moving any more days around. And so we worked it out and it happened. And then Whoa. boom, the first magazine came. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. God is so amazing. And the way that yeah. he divinely orchestrates everything is just it's uh, changing. Oh my God. Okay. So which the cover is gorgeous um, to the listeners, the viewers, if you have not seen the cover, you need to go check it out, get involved with shameless magazine. We're going to talk about all that at the end, but it's a gorgeous <laughs> cover. So phenomenal job. Um, but tell us about what um, Shameless Magazine is and um, like what the mission is behind it. And tell us the story you told Megan. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so Shameless Magazine, what happened was I was, he told me I was going to, God had told me already that I was supposed to start a magazine, right? Right. 
And so I, um, I have been fasting for the name of the magazine. Because when this first started, I didn't want to move without him. I was like, I need to know the name. I need to know if there's a theme. I need to know all details. I can't run with this. Um, not yet, anyway. And so I had been fasting and praying and just waiting for weeks. And at the time, I was still broken. I was still living. Um, I was living in sin in a sense. I was my ex-boyfriend. We were still, you know, having sex while he was in a relationship with someone else. He cheated on me. And then with this girl and then got in a relationship with her when she got her with me. And I didn't have any sense of identity. I didn't have any sense of self. And so I didn't mind being the other woman. In my mind, I was winning, you know. Um, and I thought it wasn't fair. You know, I w really wanted him to love me. I really wanted him to be with me. I thought we were the perfect couple. And, um, and so one day um, I went to his place and, you know, we did do. And we were done. I had asked him, oh, this was one of my, I, I consider this my lowest point because I had asked him verbally, why don't you want to be with me? As if I was begging him. Mm -hmm. And um, it was crazy because he gave me a list of reasons why. Um, I know I had asked him why he didn't want to be with me. I had asked him why he cheated. And he gave me a list of reasons why he cheated on me. And I, I, it never really clicked that people cheat on you for reasons. You just think people cheat on you because, oh, hang on, sorry, the sun is right here. Um, you just think people cheat on you because maybe they slip up. You know, you, you want to make excuses for them as much as possible. Mm. But I mean, it was like, and you're this, and you this, and you this, this, this. And as he was talking, I kind of, I zoned out and I just was listening like, you really are trash. <laughs> you know, I was like, you right. really are garbage. Like, I'm just, I got my stuff and I left. Hmm. And I cried all the way home and I sat in the bed and I was like, I am uh, what who, who am I mm. what kind of girl goes around begging for some dude's love you know wanting him desiring a, a dude that cheated still giving it up still going out of my way to, to his house to, to you know whatever and I was done I felt so low that was my that was my rock one of my rock bottoms was with this dude and so the next morning is church and I go to I was going to an in-home church you know an in-home church everybody know everybody's like five people there and I'm like <laughs> I am not going to church because I can't hide my, I'm not a good liar and I'm not a good faker. And so my face will, will say it all always. Mm -hmm. And they're going to ask me what's wrong and I'm going to cry because I'm going through this right now and I'm not going to church. And, um, the Lord said, if you go to church, you'll hear the, you'll, you'll hear the name of the magazine. So I was like, I guess I'm going to go to church. <laughs> Cause that was important to me. And I, I was tired of, you know, I, was, I just, I was tired of fasting for that name. Dang it. And so I was like, I'm going to church. If they ask me, I'll just lie. Or maybe I'll just leave as soon as we say the goodbye prayer. Right. I'll just bounce. Right. And so I go to church and I'm sitting in the church and he starts saying, and, and there were three names that I had written down for the magazine. I, there's, I only remember two of them. It was shameless magazine. It was Pursue Magazine, which was after a moment in the Bible, one of my favorite moments when they took all of David's crap. And he goes to the Lord and says, can I go get it? And he says, pursue them. That was a powerful moment for me. And so that was another one. And so the pastor's preaching and he's like, you know, shameless, you know, and I'm just sitting there like in my, in my misery. And he says, um, da -da 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 -da, shameless. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. He keeps saying that word. Oh, and then he God. says, yeah, I still kept the, I kept his notes. Um, you know, like you do a little pamphlet from church with the, what the message is going to be placed to write announcements. I still kept it because he kept saying shameless over and over. And I just, yeah. it kept hitting me and hitting me and hitting me. And I was like, oh my God, 
oh my god that's the title you know <laughs> and i'm circling and i'm in church they thinking i'm hearing you know i'm hearing the message but i'm like oh yes! <laughs> like and so after that, God, I literally had to be shameless in my own walk. Like, it was literally about me coming out of, because like I said, I was in my rock bottom. I was so ashamed of myself and who I'd become. Letting this dude hit it. What the, you know, begging for his love. You know, just, just being in this insecure place, not loving myself, not loving who I am, not even seeing that I'm worth a boyfriend, not some side chick, you know. And so I'm sitting here in this shame and that name comes to mind. And then out of that, I had just been journeying from listening to people's stories and hearing things. God kept pouring so much into me about how people as believers, we are not shameless when it comes to him. There are things we pick and choose when it comes to going to the cross. We go to him all day long. Lord, I want my dreams, my vision, my purpose, my goals, my finances, my husband, but we don't want to address, mm. I have dad issues. I don't talk to my father anymore. Mm. Or I have mom issues. She abused me, and so I don't get along with her. I have a thing, a situation, something in me where every single female friendship I sabotage. Like, yeah. there's things in us that we don't address, and we don't take to the throne, and we think he doesn't care. Mm. When those are the things he cares about more than anything. Yeah. You know, we're so fixated on oh, our purpose and becoming rich and having a platform and followers and our books going, you know, best-selling whatever and he's like if you don't bring them father issues to me like I'm not even worried about that stuff and so every I wasn't allowed in that season I couldn't hide anything from him wow there was nothing how every emotion every past memory every pain every guilt I was not allowed to to keep it for myself so every time I got to the throne I wanted to pray over the magazine I wanted to pray for family for friends it was the Holy Spirit. What about this? You know, what about this? And there's this. And you last week, somebody pissed you off and you flipped somebody off. What about that? Let's talk about your anger. Like, I mean, I didn't get away with anything at all. And so the call, the mission of the magazine is to be completely transparent and bold believers in Christ without feeling afraid to come to him naked. I remember I had a crying session with him and I was in the shower and I was crying out to him and the enemy said to me, you're really going to let your father see you naked? Like, you know, in the shower, he's like, yeah, that's disgusting. Wait till you get dressed. Like, that's gross. Mm. And, I, and I stopped praying for a second. I thought, that is my father. Mm. He can see me naked. Mm. That's how Adam and Eve were. And I literally, now most of my prayer sessions are done completely naked. Mm. Because I, for me, it's, it's, it's a symbol or a metaphor that I really come to him mm. with nothing to hide. You know, with no secrets, with no shame, with no, well, I don't want him to see me. He made me. He knows me. He knows these titties are uh, double D. (laughs) 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 He made me like this, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what the magazine is really just about and encouraging other people to be trans. There's so much transparency is a weapon and there's so much healing and there's so much that can happen in transparency um every person in our in our magazines you would be surprised how real 
and bold. They talk about, we don't have time for the, it's funny, I, I announced the second issue is going to be a relationship issue. Everybody thought it was going to be about marriage. And they're like, oh my God, what about the single people? I said, girl, we're talking about divorce. We're talking about domestic violence. We're talking about loving yourself. We're talking about a toxic relationship between um, generations, generational uh, mental illness. We're talking about relationships of all different dynamics, healing from divorce, healing from abuse, healing from these types of things. We're not just, oh, fluffy here's how to be a good wife right here's how to be a good husband we i think we have one article about marriage and it's it's literally like two pages everything else is just people coming in there talking about he he had you know his hands around my throat and he was trying to kill me my husband wow. you know that i walked into my husband was cheating like the stuff is so real mm -hmm. and transparent the readers have no choice but but to be healed, but to be inspired to go to God, but but to grow and to stop mm -hmm. pretending that those things in them don't exist. You know, mm -hmm. the days for the days of church being fluffy and, and trying to be sweet and cute are over. You know, it's funny. We take a lot of pictures of our Bibles next to a cup of coffee. We set the scene and that's great because those are fun to do. Yeah. But that's not faith. My faith God. is ugly. Mm. You know, it, that's a picture, but if you saw, I'm in, ah, 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 I just want to be a better wife. <laughs> I hate this man, you know, and then you, <laughs> but all you see is like the mug and it's like Proverbs 31. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I swear to God. You know, and you in your, your quiet time crying and just, you know, snot and just there's worship music playing and you're like, daddy, yes, yes. But all you see is the Bible open. That is faith. That is faith. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so that's what we do. We bring awareness to the truth and the, the realness and the, and the fact that transparency is a weapon and it does heal. And it, it, it lets people see that, oh my God, I'm not messed up. Or, oh my God, I'm not alone. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. God works in truth, even if it's an ugly truth, he works. Um, and just encouraging people to be more real with their God and with themselves and with their community and their friends, you know? Wow. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. I think that is so interesting. It, it feels like God takes us on these long journeys of our yeah. lives. We go through all of these things. We experience so much. We come in contact with so many different people, give our heart away, get it broken, get it back, heal, oh. break back down. Get, we go through all of these things just to get to our expected end and to get to that place where he's like, okay, this is why you went through this. This is how I'm going to use okay. you. There's people who need you now because okay. I know that you're bold enough, you're reckless enough, you're, you're outspoken enough to tell the truth and to put yourself out there and welcome everybody to join you out there on the line and be like, hey, it's okay. We're all a mess, but that's why we need grace. That's why we need salvation. Yes, that's why we need God. So I love the fact that I mean, I'm sorry for what you had to go through, but hey, girl, it brought you where you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like the depression and the anxiety and the suicide i would never if god said okay i'll give you a new life without that i would say no no because that gave me like you said such a reckless yeah. faith i mean it was funny because i tell my friends the day when i came back from that day that i was going to commit suicide and i was actually going to do it i'd asked the lord i said lord did you think do you think i would have done it and he told me i wouldn't have sent your husband if you weren't going to hmm. and i just broke down in the shower and i was just crying and crying and I was like I was really going in my life like after that day I had this reckless hunger to where it was like I'd already let go of the world 
I'd already said goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I told Lord, if I'm going to stay here, I hate this world. I hate everybody. <laughs> I said, I hate everybody here. Their fakeness. People are so mean to each other. People are so are, are selfish. I hate living here. Not that I'm perfect, but I, was, I hate this place. I want out. I want to be with you. Yeah. Um, but if I have to stay here, if I have to stay here, if you chased me down twice already, my attempts to leave, you better use me for everything you put me out here. I don't want to live a life even one percentage because I've already decided this my life is not my own. And he took that suicidal thinking and flipped it to a life where I literally sacrificed my life to live for him. Wow. There was there was power in coming out of that with this new perspective of there's nothing on this earth I love that can that can persuade me money whatever there's nothing on this earth that can drive me off the course of Jesus there's nothing on this earth that's more important there's nothing that keeps me here but Jesus mm-hmm. you know well, what about your son no I said goodbye to him too marriage my husband too I was done with everybody I mean they didn't do anything wrong but you know all of that what came out of that suicidal thing was this hunger mm-hmm. to go as hard as I can for Jesus Christ before I leave this earth that I can't I would never tell God to write that out of my story mm. and the shame stuff with the boyfriends I should have been more obedient I mean you always you know you regret obedience in seasons but even in that I talk to so many people now that share the same story yeah. I tell people y'all I was accidentally a side chick and people are like how are you accidentally a side chick <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally joined cults I accidentally oh I almost God, fought a pastor you. in the street my walk is <laughs> <laughs> my walk has been on fire it's been fun but i've had some <laughs> oh my god uh, well we got to get together i'll tell you about the time i almost fought that pastor yeah I'm, but i'm telling you she I was part of the cult <laughs> she had it coming okay but um all of that all of the recklessness and the crazy trying to figure things out everything it just it made me who i am so on fire for god <laughs> Jesus. Wow. oh my gosh i love it to God be the glory for everything, man. Yeah. Hallelujah. Like, ready to cry. I have chills. Like, I'm over here ready to shout and praise God. Like, yeah. your testimony is so valuable. And again, it brought you to where you are with the magazine, being able to inspire other people, being able to share your faith and to share all of these moments that you're talking about where God is like speaking to you and showing you like, <laughs> sit tight, I got you or move forward yeah. or do this, do that. And just stepping out in obedience and, and walking in what God has told you to do. I'm, I'm so, so blessed by your testimony today. Thank you. Thank you. That, that blesses me. That lets me know another one. Lord. Okay. People, it wasn't all in vain. <laughs> right. Right. Bless none me. of it. None of it. Absolutely. None of it. Um, and like I said, from the, from the day that we met, and I remember when we met, you were like, I'm going to do a magazine. I want to feature you guys. Can we talk? I'm like, girl, yes. Like, I want to know everything about you. I want to be your friend. I want your number. (laughs) Like there was something about you and your excitement that just exuded. Like, I'm like, I just need to know this woman. (laughs) I saw a boss and you were singing. I downloaded your song at the table while you were singing. I'm like, she said she's on iTunes. Me and my friend at the time, we were like, oh God, get her. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. Just text it to you. I I already followed you on Instagram. I was like, she is about that life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. I have to definitely go out there. Oh, yes. But I love, I'm telling you right now, I have just loved your life your light. I've watched you, your husband. I've, I, the, when I interviewed you on the magazine uh, yeah. platform for the, you know, everything you were saying, I still, so funny, by the way. <laughs> I, know. 
I promise you, girl, everything you said, it, it's a pep talk to me. Mm. I remember one thing you said that keeps that I, I, I took in my spirit. Mm. Um, you said, um, as a wife, you have to have the balls. <laughs> I remember you said, I was like, my God. <laughs> Be able to set your boundaries in your marriage and you know, because I, I was talking about how you have, you know, you manage all these businesses, you do all these things, this podcast, these platforms, and you're a wife. And you were saying how you have to stand up for your own purpose, even in your marriage. You can't let it get mm-hmm. caught up in, you know, being the wife who does chores, that cooks all the time, that does this and the that, mm-hmm. that you lose sight of what God gave you an individual purpose as well. And so you were kind of talking about being able to speak up for it and balance. Mm-hmm. And you and your husband being on the same page as far as, hey, just we're married, but just so you know, I'm a speaker. So I'm going to be doing, you know, I'm a, I'm a writer. I'm doing this. I'm an author, you know, whatever it is. Um, and that really, I, I kept that word in my heart because I was like, Nani, do not let yourself get caught up in this. I want to be this amazing wife. And therefore I'm going to, you know, denounce everything God put in me so that I can keep up the house like Martha. You know what I mean? Um, and so I, that blessed me, you know, you talking about that and talking about how you are very clear I'm doing this. Now I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Your husband was right alongside you, supportive. Yep, she does this. She does that. You know, there was no argument. You know, he wasn't like, well, you're supposed to do it, you know. Um, and that's what I've strived for. And I strive for that in my marriage as well um, with my husband as well. So, yes, you definitely blessed me with that word. I think about that at least once a week. That comes to my heart. And that's a reminder, like, you got to, you know, don't get comfortable, you know. So thank you for that. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And that's something I had to learn the hard way. I mean, you know, in our courtship, we had talked about it, you know, mm-hmm. all, all cards were on the table. I do all of these things and I'm all of this to all of these people. And, you know, we, we talked about that, but even when you get married and I say this all the time, there is like this, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like something comes over you as a wife. Yeah. To submit and to be humble and to obey and to like, it just is automatic, especially because that's what we're taught growing up, you know? So when you finally take on that role, there's this automatic submission that comes. And if you're not careful, you'll be submitting in ways that aren't required of you. Mm -hmm. Come on. Giving up who you are, giving up your dreams, your desires, your goals. And it can Mm -hmm. happen becoming a mom too, where you feel like, oh, I need to be totally devoted to my husband or to my child. I have to just focus only on you. And God's looking at you like, I didn't ask you for that. Come on. Ooh, come on. Gates of heaven, And he's going to say, what did you do for me? <sighs> what did, on. You do? did you obey what I told you to do? Mm-hmm. Or were you busy? You were obedient, but you didn't build your relationship with me. You weren't consistent mm-hmm. in your prayer life. You weren't consistent in your studies. So sometimes it happens naturally yep. where you feel like, oh, I just got to forsake everything else. And, and focus on my relationship, focus on my child, whatever. But God, that's not what God wants from us. Yep, he, never. Not, he, God didn't say, I put you on this earth just to be a wife. I put you on this earth just to be a mother. He says, no, I've given you a testimony. Just think, Nani, if you alone did not do the things God told you to do, and you were only a mom and a wife, like think of all of the lives that were on their way to hell. Because you're not sharing your testimony. You know what I'm saying? So we have to keep in mind constantly that God has assigned us to do something great in the earth. And you have to fight beyond that feeling. Because I've had it. Like I said, I'm like, oh, I just need to be wife. And every day and every moment and every second, God is like, no, no, no. Move forward. 
and he's mm. constantly pushing me and even my husband no god told you to do this have you done this thing? Have, Come you on, husband. have you been working on it and i'm like oh my gosh you're right you know and so we just have to be consistent in that and fight beyond those thoughts that come to us the, the enemy that is that plants seeds people that tell us oh you're doing too much you need to go home to your husband be a wife why are you out at business meeting no i don't make to do what god has called me to do regardless of if he's at home or if he's out getting it too it's so funny because I went through a situation where me and, um, you know, some relationships kind of fell off and it was eating at me. And I host a Bible study. I still do the magazine. I'm always on the phone doing interviews, FaceTime, whatever it is, right? Working with people. And for two weeks, I was just out of it. I was, it took me out because I was so sad and just miserable and angry. And he says, oh, <laughs> look, he loves me. All right. So anybody talking about that's abuse, it's not. All right. <laughs> and he goes, all of this, you walking around like this? is unattractive <laughs> and i'm just sitting there miserable and i look up and i'm like what are you talking about and he's like this is unattractive i've seen you in your purpose you're on one you're a fire you're a go-getter you're preaching to people you're changing lives people are texting me your wife is so amazing you this clean this up and I'm, wow get and it I'm, baby right and i'm like and i'm just looking at him like you're ugly. <laughs> <up>. you know <laughs> it's important to have somebody who's fully aware yeah. that your calling matters just like theirs yeah. your purpose matters too if we're if we're all christian minded mm -hmm. and we're all we got thousands of souls i got a million souls tied to me you know we always thought to throw my two thousand souls i got a million yeah. Right. If I really believe that everything was for the kingdom was good, I would do everything I can so that you get your million souls to wear whatever, right? And you would do everything you can so that I get mine. Because at the end of the day, it's all for kingdom anyway. You okay. got to have a nurturing environment for your yes. for purpose. Yes, that is so good. Well, Nani, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Um, tell the listeners how they can reach you, how they can connect with you on social media, um, I don't know if your graphic design is taking new clients or not, but just give us the whole rundown of how we can work with you. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for having me again. I love you. I love your baby. I love your family. I'm always inspired by you. Um, you motivate me watching your post. I always be like, she's up. I got to get up. <laughs> that motivates me. So thank you. That helps me as well. Your sister in California is being motivated by you. So keep going. Um, Shameless Magazine. The website is uh, www.theshamelessmagazine.com. It's the Shameless Magazine, not regular Shameless. I haven't, I haven't uh, bartered for that domain just yet, so <laughs> it's taken right now. Um, but it's the Shameless Magazine. Instagram is Shameless Magazine. Hallelujah. We got to keep that. Um, <clears throat> And we're actually accepting ads as well. So if you have a business or if you have a book or something, a podcast, whatever you want to uh, promote in the magazine before we launch, we have five spots left. Then anybody can email info at theshamelessmagazine.com, um, which is also on the website, The Shameless Magazine. Um, yes, my, my design firm is also, we do um, accept clients as well too. We still birth visions in the process of birthing our own. So I do almost everything. I don't do web design though. Um, and of course, my personal Instagram is Melani, M-E-I-L-A-N-I, Welbeck, W-E-L-B-E-C-K at gmail.com. So you can also talk to me. I'm very friendly and I answer questions. I don't answer rude questions like sugar daddy stuff, but I answer <laughs> <questions>. <laughs> I leave those alone. But for the most part, I do talk to people and get back to people. So yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much to the listener for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope that you were healed, delivered, set free 
Um, I hope conviction came to your heart. I hope, I hope that you were stirred up. Okay. Because I know this is boss babe life hacks. I have enjoy your life um, podcast, which is more of the faith side, but I myself am a believer. And so it just, you know, carries without everything that I do or within everything that I do. So I hope that you were really stirred up. Um, if you're supposed to be doing a business, go start that business. If you're supposed to be ministering to people and t- sharing your testimony, go do that too. But either way, I hope that something that was said here today has set a fire in your heart. Thank you for tuning in to the Boss Babe Life Hacks podcast. Remember to leave a comment or review and give this episode a five-star rating. Let me know what you thought about today's topic and don't forget to share it with a friend. Because good friends don't let friends not hear good podcasts. Be sure to follow the podcast Instagram at Boss Babe Life Hacks. And you can find me on the gram at Farrah Lawless. Special thanks to our sponsors and guests for being a part of this movement to inspire women like you. And major thanks to you, the listener, for keeping this podcast alive with your reviews, support, and for always coming back for more. You can further support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Your monthly contribution can be as small as 99 cents per month that will make a big impact on the podcast. Just head over to our anchor page with the link in our Instagram bio and see how you can be a part today. Until next time, this is Farrah Lawless sending you mad love and signing off. You go, girl.